Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Scripture Bits. I am your host and I am extremely excited to do this, so I am just going to jump right in because I just cannot wait. So the first thing that we're going to go through is I'm doing Moses 1. And so this is actually a little bit weird because I have to do reading. Um, I have reading requirements for a church class. So it's is a, I'm going a little bit out of order and we're going to skip some sections and things like that, but I still think that it will, like, I still feel like I'll learn a lot and I feel like it'll still be good and make sense. So we're doing Moses 1 and I use a King James Bible, but I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and so there are like little add-ins and things, um, slightly different translations that we have. So, um, this is kind of one of those add-ins. It's its own separate section. I, I don't fully understand it because it's all I've ever known. So, I'm not entirely sure how it actually differs from the regular King James Bible. So, for summary, I'm going to start with a summary. So, the summary is Moses talks with God, and he is praised for his faith and reminded that he is a son of God. Then, um, Satan tries to tempt Moses, but he commands him to depart, and Moses sees the whole earth. And I just got to say, I literally love Moses so much. He is like probably my favorite prophet because he's just so like, he's so faithful. Like his faith is just insane. And I just, I love him so much. He's like my biggest role model, I think. And the main prophet that I like to look to as an example of how to get closer to God and yeah, just basically, I am a huge fan of Moses. So, to start, I thought I would walk through just a few things that I noticed and that I really liked from the chapter, and then we'll jump into themes, top five, and takeaways. <clears throat> so, the first thing that I noticed in verse four, it says, oh, well, actually, I need to give a little bit of background. So, it starts, and... Moses is in the mountain, and he's talking to God, and it says, And he saw God face to face, and he talked with him, and the glory of God was upon Moses. Therefore Moses could endure his presence. And then God speaks to Moses, and he says, Behold, I am the Lord God Almighty, and endless is my name, for I am without beginning of days or end of years, and it is not this endless. And then the very second thing he tells him, the first most important thing is that he is almighty and endless. And the second thing he tells him, the most important thing he wanted him to know was that, and behold, thou art my son. And I just think that's so cool that that was this very, that was one of the first two things that God wanted Moses to know that he told Moses was that he was his son. And now that is actually one of the themes is son of God but applicable to everyone, children of God, we are children of God. And it comes up in so many verses, and I just think that is so cool. I really, really like that. Then, in verse 6, um, he is praising Moses, and he says, Thou art in the similitude of mine only begotten, and my only begotten is and shall be the Savior. And I love that. He is comparing Moses to Christ, like the ultimate example, Christ. He compares Moses to him. And I just think that is like the level of faith and 
the level of Christ-likeness that I aspire to be because that, I don't know, it's just, it's literally so amazing the amount of faith that Moses has. I just can't, I just can't even believe it. It's just insane. Um, And then also in verse 6, it says, All things are present with me, for I know them all. And also, I so this, I think, is talking about how God has all knowledge. But at the same time, I think God knows all of his children. Like, he knows us all personally. And so I think that could also refer to that. Because he does know us all, and he knows our names, and he knows our likes and dislikes and he knows everything about us and he cares about us and he loves us and I really like that message because I think it really shows how he is like a father he's the father of our spirits and he is a father to us in verse 8 it says and it came to pass that Moses looked and beheld the world upon which he was created and now this is like kind of little but it was an action Moses had to look it wasn't just served up to him kind of he had to look. And so I think that that is important. I really like that because faith is an action. It's a verb. It's not something passive. And I think the best way to build our faith is by actions because that is what faith is. Next. Um, oh, in verse 11, it says, but his glory was upon me and I beheld his face for I was transfigured before him. And I don't know. I just like that little passage because I think it's interesting that Moses, like, he was transfigured right before God. Like, he just, I don't know. I just, I don't even know how to explain it. I just really like that passage. So, sorry that my words are failing me, but I did like it. In 12, Satan is tempting Moses, and he says, Moses, son of man. And so I thought that was interesting that what... Satan emphasized to try and tempt him and that was the first thing he said to Moses and the first thing he did was he tried to make him forget that he was a son of God and that he was loved by God and that God cared for him and that he had a divine a divine destiny and a divine right you know I just I thought that was really interesting and I think that shows how important it is to actually remember that we are children of God. And, um, in 13 through 16, oh, I just wrote power. Satan, um, tries to diminish our relation to God. And I love this because Moses says, he says, get thee hence, Satan, deceive me not for God said unto me, thou art after the similitude of mine only begotten. And I really like that because I feel like it shows that Moses even sometimes when he's struggling, because he was struggling a little bit in this section, he had faith and he remembered what God had said unto him. He remembered his spiritual revelations from God and he called upon those and he remembered those in order to resist temptation and avoid it and remain safe from temptation. Um, in 17, it says, he also gave me a commandment, call upon God in the name of my only begotten and worship me. And then in 18, he says, I will not cease to call upon God. And I just think, how wonderful is that? Like, he will not cease. He won't. And he's going to follow that commandment, and he's going to do it forever. And I think that is something that I just, I really want to be like Moses in that way. 
and I want to remember the commandments of God and I want to follow them at all times because I think that is something that shows that you have really strong faith and that is a way to build really strong faith. And I just really want to do that, just like Moses. Um, in 20, he calls upon God again. And he says in 21, In the name of the only begotten, depart hence, Satan. And I just think those words have such power. In the name of the only begotten, depart hence. Like, he, he is calling on his power from God. And he is telling Satan to leave. He's commanding him to leave. And Satan does. And he, he wails and he's gnashing his teeth and he departs. And I think that is so cool that we can call upon the power of God and command Satan to leave us. In 25, um, God is praising Moses again. And I just really like the words in it. It says, Behold, Blessed, uh, sorry, blessed art thou, Moses, for I, the Almighty, have chosen thee, and thou shalt be made stronger than many waters, for they shall obey thy command as if thou wert God. I think that is so cool. This is why I love Moses, because he has so much faith and he has so much power through God and through Christ, and he can do all these cool things because of the amount of faith that he has. And I just, I so want to be like that. I want to have that amount of faith because that faith is so powerful and it's so peaceful. I think, I mean, I don't think I have that amount of faith, but I really want to build that amount of faith because it just, it sounds so wonderful. Um, in 31, it says, Moses stood in the presence of God. And I like that because I noticed that it said stood because I feel like, if he were sitting, I don't know, it just seems less important. You don't you don't sit when you're in the presence of an important person, you know? Like you stand. You stand when a judge enters the room because that's respectful and also I think it shows the importance of that person. And so I really like that he stood in the presence of God. Um and in 35 it says, "For they are mine and I know them." And I think that's another good reminder that the Lord does know us and we are his and he is not going to abandon us and he knows us personally and he loves us and he knows our names. In 38, it says, there's no end to my works, neither to my words. And I like that because I think there's always going to be more comfort and he's never going to abandon us and he's going to help us. And his works have not stopped, and neither has his words. He still talks to us today, and he still blesses us today. He has not abandoned us. And then finally, in 41, it says, um, it talks about how you know, there shall be a day when the children of men shall esteem my words as not, and take many of them from the book which thou shalt write. And then he will raise up another like unto Moses. And I just think, how cool. Like, even when his children are not respecting him or listening to him or get like giving him the respect he deserves or anything like that, he will send someone, and I believe this has already passed, he sent someone who would bring them back into the fold and he didn't abandon them even when they abandoned him. 
And I think that really just shows the character of God. He loves his children so much. And he's willing to do whatever he has to because he loves them. And he wants to take care of them. And I really liked that section. Okay, so we're finally getting to themes. And the first theme is the Son of God. That's what I wrote. And so I'll go kind of through this kind of quickly because I did talk about it a little bit. But he mentions being a son of God in so many verses. And I think that shows how important it is because, I don't know, I just think that's like the very core of our identity should be that we are children of God. And I think that gives so much worth because even no matter how bad you've messed up, no matter what, you are still his son or daughter or child and he still loves you and you still have worth. There, Like there's no way that you could ever be worth nothing in the eyes of God and there's no way that you could ever go out of his reach or without the bounds of his love because you are his child. And I just think that's so important. So I thought I would just mention the verses that he says it in. Um, he says it in verse 4, 6. Uh, he doesn't say it in verse 12, but that is the verse where Satan says, Moses, son of man. And so I thought it was kind of like the opposite of it. And I still put it in my list because it still shows the importance of being a child of God. Um, and then in 13, 25, 35, 40, and 41. So I really liked that. Being a child of God is such an important part of our identity. And so I think that is a really important theme to point out, especially because it's mentioned so many times in this chapter. So my second theme is strength in God. And this has slightly less verses, but I feel like these verses are also very powerful. So it's mentioned in verse 9. And this is when it says, um, And the presence of God withdrew from Moses, that his glory was not upon Moses. And Moses was left unto himself, and as he was left unto himself, he fell unto the earth. So I thought that was um, just a good physical representation of strength in God. After God left, he didn't even have strength to stand. And so I thought that was really interesting, and I kind of liked that, that through God, he could just... He couldn't, like, without God, he couldn't stand. And I, I think we would be a lot worse off if we did not have God in our lives. I think I, me personally, I mean, I'm not trying to speak for everyone. But me personally, I think I would be a lot worse off if I did not have the presence of God in my life and his guidance and his love. Um, and that's not to say that people who do not believe in God don't have his love. That's not what I mean. I just mean if I didn't know about it, I think I would be really crushed. Um, and then he says it in verse 13 through 16, but it's actually kind of through, it's just through 20. I wrote 20 separately, but I will just talk about 13 through 15 right now, I guess. Um, this is when he's kind of, I kind of really like this part because it's kind of like a little rant to Satan, sort of. It's not like negative, like a rant though. He's kind of like who are you to talk to me? And he's calling out all these things that the Lord told him and he's drawing power through it. 
and I think it's just so, so cool, and he's basically just like, you can't touch me, you can't bother me, I'm a child of God, and he loves me, and he has given me his glory, and I I just love it. It's so, it's such a powerful section. I really, really like it. I'm going to read a little bit of it. He says, Who art thou? For behold, I am a son of God, in the similitude of his only begotten. And where is thy glory, that I should worship thee? For behold, I could not look upon God, except his glory should come upon me, and I were transfigured before him. But I can look upon thee in the natural man. Is it not so, surely? Blessed be the name of my God, for his spirit hath not altogether withdrawn from me, or else where is thy glory? For it is darkness unto me, and I can judge between thee and God. For God said unto me, Worship God, for him only shalt thou serve. Get thee hence, Satan, deceive me not. For God said unto me, Thou art after the similitude of my only begotten. I think that section is so, so powerful. I really like it. And I think it's just such a good reminder. I think this is probably my new favorite scripture, honestly, because I don't think I've read this section before. And I just, I really like it. And then I said verse 20, which is where he talks about, he says, it says, Nevertheless, calling upon God, he received strength and he commanded, saying, Depart from me, Satan, for this one God only will I worship which is the God of glory. And this is when he was a little bit afraid, and so he began to falter, but he still called on God, and then he received strength. And I thought that was really cool that even Moses, even Moses faltered a little bit. You know, like, nobody is perfect. And I think that just adds to why I love Moses so much, because he he faltered, but he kept going, and he believed in God, and he was able to push through it. And so I really liked that section, too. All right. Now, top five. And I actually had so many, so there's actually more than five. But I will try not to say them all, because a lot of them are similar, and they're things that I've already talked about. Um, in verse six, I said, Moses has so much faith. And this is because it is where the Lord compares him to Christ. And so I really liked that. I was like, I wish that I could be compared to Christ and have that much faith and that much belief in God and belief in his power and his plan that I would be compared to to Christ. And so I think that is a goal that I can strive for. I might not ever reach it, but I think it is a great goal because it will definitely promote improvement in my life. And so I think even though it seems very unattainable, I think through Christ and through God, I can come a lot closer to attaining that goal than how I am right now. Um, Verse 4, I just said he is a son of God, and I think I've already talked about this a lot, so I will not talk about it anymore. Um, verse 13, um, again, similitude to Christ. This just blows my mind. I just want to have faith like Moses so bad, because imagine God telling you that you were in similitude of his only begotten, and you were we're compared to Christ. Like, I just, I cannot 
fathom how insane that is. It's just, it's just so insane. Um, verse 20, I said strength in God. So he received strength in God when he called upon him. And again, that is an action. I really liked that. Um, verse 25, I wrote faith because it says, Blessed art thou, Moses, for I, the Almighty, have chosen thee, and thou shalt be made stronger than many waters, for they shall obey thy command as if thou art God. And then in 26, the first line is, And lo, I am with thee, even unto the end of thy days. And I really liked that. I really liked how faith-promoting that is. And I really like that God was, like, praising him for having faith, because I think it can be hard to have faith during trials. But... We just need to remember that God is with us and he sees it and he appreciates it. And even if we might not see rewards or blessings right now, we will, we will for sure see them even after we die, maybe. Or I don't know, like we will just see them at some point in our eternal life. So I think that is a really, really cool um, verse. Next is verse 31. And it says... And talked with him face to face. I thought that was really cool. Face to face with God. Like, can you imagine being face to face with God? Your creator? That is just so insane. And Moses had enough faith that he could be face to face with God. So I really, really liked that. And then in verse 41, it's again talking about how the children will not... Um, remember him or appreciate him. And I wrote, don't take it for granted, which is kind of a takeaway. So I also put it under the takeaways. But yeah, I just think that is a really good thing to remember because if we take it for granted, we're not utilizing the full power of this gift that he has given us to repent and be forgiven of our sins. And I think it's really important that we remember what Christ died for and we remember that they want us to take advantage of it and they want us to repent and it doesn't matter what we have done and it we can always repent we may think that we can't but we always can and we shouldn't take it for granted either because lots of people don't know about this this awesome gift that we have to repent and be forgiven and and have faith in Christ and know his words and all these things and it's just really important to appreciate it because we are so blessed. Okay, takeaways, don't take it for granted, which I just talked about. And then characteristics of Christ and being like him. This is in a few verses, but it says grace and truth. And I really like that. I really like the idea of Christ being graceful because, I don't know, I just think it's such a nice description of him. He just is graceful. He does everything with grace and truth. And I think that is a good kind of really quick and short guideline for how we should try to act um, in order to be more like Christ. Um, children of God, again, I've already talked about this a lot. So I do not think that I will go into more depth about that. And finally, faith like Moses. I love Moses and I just want to have faith like him so bad because he is just the coolest and I just I literally love Moses so much. I literally wrote that in my notes because he is like so cool. 
So that is all I have for today. I hope you liked it. Um, this is my very first time doing it, and I might edit some things, change some things just because of how this happened. So it might be different, and it might develop, but I think that's okay because everyone is developing, and everyone is changing, and everyone is growing all the time, and I think that's the point of life, so I really think that's okay, and I hope this just, I, I'm doing this mostly for me, so I hope this just ends up being a good experience for me, and I hope that it's just something that I love, and if you're listening to this, thanks so much for listening, and yeah, have a great week. Um, so that was Moses one. <laughs> Bye.